Hello and welcome to night number 15 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 3, the franchise. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So night 15 means another trip to Elm Street. This is the 1989 Stephen Hopkins directed A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. A Nightmare on Elm Street 5 continues the story of Alice, played by Elisa Wilcox. Now she is pregnant, and she has an unborn child. This unborn child is dreaming in the womb, and Freddy is invading the dreams of her unborn child. Along the way, we do get some backstory, finding out that Freddy Krueger, or Fred Krueger, was a product of rape, as his mom was a nun slash nurse at a mental institution. However, if I'm remembering correctly, they did not explicitly say nun. They said that she was a nurse in a part of a religious sect. I believe they did not want to offend or gain controversy with the Catholic Church. I could be wrong on that one. With the way she's dressed, she definitely looks like a nurse slash nun. But, well, if I'm wrong, send me an email to correct me on that one. This movie has a lot of good things going for it. For one, I like that it's continuing the story arc that was more or less started in The Dream Warrior, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. And we are continuing that story here. It actually does feel like it would be the third piece of a trilogy, and considering it would be the third piece of a trilogy, we all know what happens there. A lot of times the third movie is the weakest, and that's definitely the case here. There is nothing actually wrong with the movie itself. This is probably my least favorite out of all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. And it's mostly because it's kind of boring. I think the movie just kind of plods along. It does try to do something a little bit different. And that's one thing that I applaud the Nightmare on Elm Street crew and creative team behind because they were seemingly always trying to make something different. The worst thing about this one is that in doing something different, it's boring. It's got a great feel about the movie as far as like the gothic nature and everything of it. And I really like the flashback scenes in the movie. So it's actually a film that I enjoy scenes, but I don't actually enjoy the movie itself. This movie, while it seems like it has a little bit of a darker nature about it, it does have its fair share of humorous scenes. One of the humorous scenes in the movie involves the Freddy baby. I thought the Freddy baby was actually kind of funny with the way it was shown. I don't know if it was actually intended to be funny, but it definitely had a sense of humor about it. And seeing that little Freddy run around was pretty funny to me. One of the strange things about this one to me is the fact that it feels like it abandons the idea that Alice gains the powers. Uh, I couldn't really recall that there was any use of that here. She wound up getting the powers of a lot of her dead classmates, and I didn't really see that here. I can't recall that she still had all the different strengths that she had in the last movie to actually go and defeat Freddy this time. And if we're going to be honest, the actual ending to the movie is very similar to what we saw in the last film. But instead, she actually had her unborn child helping her out, who she sees as a little boy through various visions and whatnot in the movie. 
I thought the death of Greta was actually one of my favorites here. I thought it was very well done with the way it was handled. It kept doing quick cuts between dream and reality, and it was actually very well done overall. The other big standout, and I think notorious one, it's one that I actually remembered through my childhood, was the part with Mark and the way that his character got animated in the movie. It was cool because it almost reminded me of like the AHA Take On Me music video in some ways. Maybe they used some of a similar technology, an idea behind it, I don't know. But it was cool to see. I actually thought that it was cheesy at first, especially when you have the Super Freddy and then the Super Mark and we get a superhero battle. Uh, it was kind of funny. I don't know. I think they were trying to make it humorous like that. But the way that he turns into paper and it drains out all the ink and color out of him was actually really awesome. I think the special effects there really hold up and it still looks awesome to this day. And Freddy with the way he kills Mark and cuts the paper up was actually a very cool idea too. It's something that the Nightmare series never lacked, and that was creativity. The creativity that they have for all of the deaths and various dream sequences is really one of the highlights of the series, and in a lot of ways they took that idea to the next level here. It's just a shame that a lot of the movie, it's few and far between, and I don't know if it's because of the disjointed nature as far as doing the flashback scenes to Freddy's mother, who we find out is Amanda Kruger. I don't think that that name has ever been dropped in the past films. And it's good to see all of that stuff here, but I don't think it was handled well from either a direction or an editing standpoint, because a lot of times it brings this film to a crawl. At this point, we're getting kind of tired of everything or maybe I was because I'm watching them in close succession to everything but there's just something off about the whole production and the energy that the other films had it's severely lacking here it's not to say that this this really isn't a bad movie by any stretch it's just that compared to dream warriors and also the dream master before it they were better, more entertaining films overall. One highlight again is Robert England. Robert England delivers a stellar performance as Freddy Krueger. And as a matter of fact, his Freddy Krueger here seems more evil than ever. He still cracks jokes and the movie's not without its ridiculousness, such as the Freddy motorcycle when Dan is killed. But overall, this film kind of stands as a reminder to why Freddy Krueger is so awesome. And if it wasn't for the boring, plotting nature of maybe it's the script's fault, I don't even know. There's nothing wrong with the movie, it's just it plods along and I don't know any other way to describe it. I didn't really care for the child, I know that, Alice's unborn child. I didn't care for that whole subplot. It didn't do much for me overall. If it sounds like I'm severely negative on this film, I'm only negative on it compared to the ones that came before it, and considering that it feels like a trilogy, it's fitting almost that sadly the third one would be the weakest one, and that's the only reason I'm absolutely negative on it. 
There's so much about the movie that's right, but then there's also so much in the movie that just feels wrong and off at the same time. Of course, I am assuming that you have already seen this one, and I think you understand what I'm getting at, where it's really the weakest of the little trilogy that they made in the middle of the film series. If I recall, I think this one is not loved too much by fans, and rightfully so. The only thing it really does right is the whole backstory aspect of Freddy Krueger, so we get a greater understanding of how Freddy was born from an act of evil and violence, and maybe that was inherent in his DNA. So he was essentially born from evil, and I don't know if I agree with that, however, for the movie and the series itself, it definitely works. It's just a shame that the series seemed to be running out of steam at this point. I do have a little bit of a theory on it. If A Nightmare on Elm Street would have came a little bit early as far as its releasing and conception and this and that, yes, I know that you guys could make jokes out of the way I just worded that. Whatever. Anyway, if it would have actually arrived a little bit earlier in its life, I think the series would have had a little bit of a longer longevity. And that's basically because of the popularity of horror in the 80s. In the 90s, it started to die out. People were getting tired as far as with the Freddies and the Jasons and everything like that. That's one reason why Hellraiser, while it was pretty long with its lifespan, it wound up having the good idea to go direct to video because at least then people that wanted to see it would see it. If they would throw it to theaters, it wouldn't have lasted. And I think that's the case here. And that's why the Nightmare on Elm Street series seemed to be running out of steam creatively as well as financially as far as the box office gross. That would be why we only got two more Freddy Krueger films well, one more where it's actually Freddy Krueger, the other where it's a demon impersonating Freddy Krueger. But overall, this one here, it's alright. It's not my favorite, it's probably my least favorite in the series, as I stated earlier. And if you saw the other ones before it, then I definitely recommend checking this one out too. If only to complete the trilogy and the story of the, the Dream series, such as the Dream Warriors. Dream Master and here the Dream Child. But with that being said, I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. Also, if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes and reach new listeners. Plus, you know, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.